Bokar Tov, we're continuing Parashat. Thank you. Yes. What did we get up to? <laughs> oh, yeah, the yeah, assurance. Yeah. I think we are at uh, Rabbi uh, 22. 22, correct, correct, correct. So we opened up with Parashat Ekev talking about the potential birachot that will come with the keeping of the mitzvot. Because at the end of last week's parasha, we spoke about what happens when we don't keep the mitzvot, the negatives that can befall us if we don't get rid of the nations from around us. Pasuk 22 is an interesting pasuk because in the midst of the berachot that will, will come and the ease with which we will destroy our enemies, for example, he said the hornets will come and will sting our enemies, according to Rashi, will sting them in their eyes and make them blind. Interesting, interesting beracha. Now in the midst of that beracha, uh, pasuk 22, God will cause these goyim, He will remove them from you Me'at, me'at. Slowly, slowly. You will not be able to destroy them immediately or quickly. Lest will come upon you too many animals of the field. Now, in the, in the shiur I heard called Ekev15780, one of the students, very, very bright student, he said, this is like Moshe is like pouring cold water on his speech. No? This is what we were analyzing last year. I'm not going to go into it again this year. But last year we were analyzing, first he says, we're going to go in successful. With all the force, one, force two, three, the hornets, yeah. this and that. But then he says, but it's not going to happen quickly. Now if I'm a Spartan general, so we're always comparing to our Spartan general who's going to, to fight Athens, right? I say we're going to destroy them successfully, quickly, rapidly. But here, Moshe is saying, it's going to, to be honest, you're not going to be able to destroy them quickly. It'll happen slowly. Now why? That will actually be to your benefit. Because then, when there's no inhabitants in an, in an area, wild animals start to take over. Yes, if so he said, if, desolate, if, you make it desolate, if you make a place desolate, then the wild lions, animals, the tigers, all, it becomes like a jungle. They're going to take over. Like last year, in the pandemic, we were all in the homes, in the city, the sudden the animals start coming in the right, city. Right, right, right. They started having. So, so exactly like that. that. That would be the issue. Now, it's an interesting thing to point out that Moshe, that Moshe is pointing out that. Today we are in a modern era. This you're talking about. Right, right, right. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking desert. like, what was Moshe thinking to, to add this to his speech? I don't remember what we discussed. To ensure them for every single thing that they could happen. Also, to, to, to get everything too fast is not good. In my opinion. Right. When you win something too fast, it's scary. I mean, if somebody tells me, we're going to do this, and this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, but that's why this happened. So, wow. But he's not, he's he not saying this, this, could not, this could happen. He's saying this is going to happen. Ah. He knows. He knows. Like he knows that uh, when you go in the land, you're going to... Like he knows that we're also going to be, be, corrupted. be corrupted. He knows you're not going to conquer it quickly. It's very interesting, because if I'm B'nai Israel, I'm saying, I was supposed to yeah, go in one, two, three. I was supposed to go in one, two, three, and all of a sudden, it's going to take years and years and years. And it took. And it did no, take. It, it took, it took seven years. Took so seven. And then in the Shofetim, they didn't even succeed. They took seven years to get rid of the main armies. Well, it's good and then for him to know that it's going to take long. If I know. 
Right. I'm prepared. You know, like, okay. So that, that shows you that Moshe is more, more concerned with the truth than with riling everybody up like a... Like the Spartan within general. The, within the, giving them the confidence is also giving them the reality. Yeah, yeah. Which reality is something that's very important. Yes, yes. It's going to be tough to pass this. But it's something that's important to pay attention yes. to. That, that this isn't just, you know, Yahadu doesn't value the, the, the speech of the general who goes and, and riles everybody up. Do you know what the speech of the general is for Bnei Israel? He says, whoever got married this year, go home. Whoever planted a vineyard, go home. Whoever built a house, Whoever built a house go, home. go home. Anybody who is not confident, go home. Everybody else you can stay. That's the speech. No, of, the same way that if you want to become Jewish. No, no, that's the means. Right, right, right. Right. So we're not a religion of... Um, you close your eyes and go. Close your eyes and go. It's much more thoughtful, thought out. You know, it's an interesting thing, but but it was, I like the way you said it in the last year's year. You said, "Here, Moshe is pouring cold water on his speech." It's true, because it's not a, his goal isn't to get everybody super excited so they can destroy everything and rape and pillage. That's not that's not the, the point of his speech. You know, when you when you go in with that aggressive uh, thing, you're gonna start. You you're gonna eating everything. Yeah, exactly. Moshe's goal is to, the whole point of the speech, Rabbi Sachs writes this a number of times, is, is to help in Israel learn how to build a good society. The, the wars, they're going to be won. That's, that's Bore Olam's Rabbi, if you arena. give a speech to your son, something similar to... You, I, I think you, 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 you want to face reality. You know? So listen, we're going to go to school, this is going to happen. You know? yes, when you, you have go to, to work, this is going to happen. It's going to take a while. And on the other side, so, you have to you know, the reality. And the answer is, you're a very smart guy. You know? Don't worry, you're going to make it, but it's going to take time. I think this is the... N- yeah, that, that, is the, that is the idea. But it's interesting that he's saying it. Because typically, I don't know if generals... Don't, when they're preparing their people for battle, don't <laughs> you don't want to tell them. You want to get them excited and have them get, you know. Still, he's like a prime, a prime minister. Like the, I mean, he took them out the battle to see Hon and Og. He's like a prime, like a prime minister. Anyway, it's, it's just interesting. I like paying attention to these details in the speech because it's not what you would expect if you're... If you're uh, it's also you know, understand his, his way of thinking. His way of, uh, and and all, all, he's try- yeah, all he's trying to do is is teach Bnei Israel how to build a good society. This isn't the kind of speech to get Bnei Israel with, to develop bloodlust and get them furious and angry. And that's not the, the Jewish way. Yeah. Adam, why are you late today? Come on. Happy Sunday. Come on. Good I run off my routine. <laughs> I don't know why you're talking about routine. Come on. Okay. Uh, Pasuk 23 God will give them to you And he will cause great confusion or, Until they are destroyed You give, put their kings in your hands He will give their kings into your hands You will destroy their name from under the heavens Nobody will stand before you Until, you're fully de- until they're fully destroyed You will burn 
you shall burn, this is more of like a command, you shall burn the, the idols of their gods in fire. Do not desire the gold and silver that is on them. Meaning even, even the gold and silver that is on the idol, not even the idol itself. If you were to strip it of the gold and silver, Asur, why? Because with Abu Dazara, there is Isur Hana'a. So Hana'a means benefit. You're not allowed to benefit from Abu Dazara. That means if there's a, a diamond, a thousand carat diamond on, a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on one of these... That's uh, sitting idols. on an idol, you can't take, take it, it off. And sell it and right, and, and that you, idol was worshipped. even broker it. Now here's the question. The question How do we know that? I think, I think we brought this up last year also. I have a tendency, my brain is, uh, heart is wired to do the same thing every year. So I need, to, I need to listen to the shooting so I make sure not to do the same thing every year. But I think last year we discussed at this point the halakha of, of selling jewelry that is uh, the cross or something like that. But a lot, a lot of people do it. It's a yes. big moneymaker. The answer is that those are not objects of idol worship. Those are objects of design or of religious uh, devotion. So they're not, con- they don't have the same status as if somebody a, a brings you something that they actually... And maybe it was on his, uh, I don't know, his idol the, or the prohibition is The prohibition is on things that are worshipped. If I worship this idol, then everything attached to it becomes a suh. But if it's something that I do, for example, you don't do we does the Magen David that we were have any religious significance? No, it's not religious. We do it out of a sense of feeling of of, uh, of being part of something, you know. Because on the flag of Israel. Yeah. So people that are Christian, they put the, the cross on the thing to show devotion to thing. But it's not that they, this actual this cross itself. It's not. They're not worshiping it. It's, it's a symbol of, an, of a solidarity with a religious group. So for that reason, that's more than... All over there was a cross in every room. Every, every, every room is. Yeah. Okay. No, probably because of the Arabs, they started removing them. But right. In the every room is an Abu Dazara. Yeah, from the moment you arrive to the airport, is Abu Dazara. It's like... Do not desire the gold and silver that is on them, lest you get pulled after them, for this is a, an abomination of God. And do not bring the abomination into your house. And if you do, you'll be cursed like it, or you'll be destroyed like it. Abhor it completely. And find it disgusting. For it is prohibited. So what are they supposed to do with these things they get? They have to melt it? I don't know. Good question. You have to throw it into the ocean. One of the... You, you can't benefit from it. You can leave it. You cannot even melt it. You cannot make money out of it. No, you can't benefit from it. I don't know if melting does anything. I don't think it does. It's, you it's, just have to throw it. You just have to throw it. Well, it it's... Um, the, under the ground. The Mishnayot, when they want to say something is... You can't benefit from it, they say throw it into the Mediterranean. Mm. Which was the ocean at that time. For them. Okay. Patsukhet. Verse 1. All the mitzvot that I'm commanding you today, keep so that you will live and you'll multiply and you will come and you will possess the land that God has promised to your forefathers. And you shall remember the whole way that Hashem, your God, has walked you these 40 years in the desert in order to make it difficult for you, to test you, to know if it is in your heart to keep his mitzvot or no. Okay, what is Moshe doing all of a sudden? What is this pasuk? Why is he bringing this pasuk up? 
So, so he's first of all he's telling them, you're going into the land. What about If you if you want to keep the mitzvot, I want you to remember your experience in the desert as motivation to keep the mitzvot. And why is that? Let's read more and we'll see why what their experience in the desert was would be more of a motivation to keep the mitzvot long term. God made you hungry. He made, he made it difficult for you and He made you hungry. He gave you the man that you did not know what it was. And your forefathers had never known. To let you know that it is not on bread alone that man lives. But on the word of God, whatever comes out of the mouth of God, that is what a person lives on. That's such a beautiful pasuk, by the way. Just a side so note, the poetry of the pasuk, just... Yeah, it, it is not the bread that sustains you, it is the word of God that sustains you. Meaning you think that you're going into the office and you're selling your piece for 35% profit, and that is paying your bills? It is Borei Olam who's orchestrating that. Ah, so this is also similar in the desert. There were basically the man that used to stimulus and unemployment for all these years. Yes, right. Whereas now there's a concern that they have to go and work, but he's kind of telling them that don't worry, even when they're working, it's yes, yes, exactly, beautiful, exactly. Adam, even if you work, your your the the boss is gonna send you, give you the check. You're Nothing changes. It's still coming from Hashem. Guys, That's the idea. If we didn't all learn this lesson over the last eighteen months. Yeah. I think we, we had to go through it again. Yeah, yeah. and we probably will because the Delta variant, the, the masks are coming back. You know, you know about this? It's incredible. The masks are coming back. It's incredible. I, I, I bet the Shem. administration doesn't take us through one more dip of all this <laughs> to pass their agenda. Yeah, no, they they wanna they need to devalue the dollar more. They need to they need to find an excuse to spend another seven trillion dollars so we can so anything everything in their pocket, Rabbi. So everything is in our first seven trillion was because yeah. of the last four years. They could so see, see, okay, here this is this is a good this is a good experience. This is a good opportunity to compare the political vision of Yahadut compared to the political vision of of today today in Yahadut we were we were spoon fed in the desert and the whole goal of going into Eretz Israel is to train us. To, to get off of that, to stop having the man, because the man stops. That's not the ideal. The ideal isn't for the man to continue. The ideal is for you to work, produce your own income, but know that ultimately it comes from Borei Olam. Yes, because all of these... All of these uh, and, and, why, and what Moshe is trying to do is, is now, going back to the first thing... First crop, you have to give it, and all of these things is because to remember... It's to remember, it's to remember that, that, that all the tzedakot we have to give. The, to the, to the poor and to the Kohanim and to Levim it's because the, the, the produce is not ours at the end of the day it was given to us by Borei Olam and, and the, the direction of the Torah is in weaning us off of the desert and training us to live in the land of Israel the desert was not the ideal that was being spoon fed by the government is not the ideal you use it whenever you need to but needed basis, it. Though, there's, also, there's also a difference. Oh, your man was also limited. It was exact. Oh yeah, and, and with the man, you would only give you exactly what you need. Yeah, not more and, and not less. And with the and with the man, there was another thing. With the man, Friday you get two. With with the man, you don't know if you will have man the next day. You take day by day. So what does that learn? What does that teach you? Emunah. It teaches you if I have what I need for today, then. Tomorrow, tomorrow, God will take care. 
That's, your, that's the idea. Now, it's a completely different thing from what we're going through today in society. Why? Because in Yahadut, one of the key things that needs to be developed in the person is emotional strength. The ability to handle difficulty and accept difficulties in life even because, you know, and, and yeah. say, this is what Bodhiolam wants and I accept. In today's society, we've become so weak emotionally. People have become snowflakes. So any difficulty in society, everybody gets depressed and scared to go to the government and say, please take care of us. In the past, take care of us. Better take care of us. That's what they want. Take care of us, even though in the long term it's going to destroy the country. But it's okay, right? And that's another thing. That's communism. That's another thing, by the way. It's a common, it's it's, it's, who cares about tomorrow? Who cares about tomorrow? That's another value that the Torah has that the, the today's society doesn't have. Tomorrow is important. You prepare for tomorrow in the Torah society, but not in a, you know, not in today's society. Anyways, uh, not only in the U.S. This is all over. No, this is all over the world. There's a huge problem right now of governments having a lot of debt. Every government in the world has a lot of debt. So if every government has a lot of debt, who, is the, who are we borrowing from? The future. You borrow from the future. There's no such thing as a free lunch in this world. Meaning if you're, if you're consuming stuff that you don't have the money for, somebody is going to pay the bill. Now if everybody is consuming something that nobody has the money for, which is what's happening now, then the people that are paying for it are our kids. Shalom Everybody says it's their problem. It's not Everybody says it's their problem. We should have, uh, we should, it should be a wake up call to go back to the beauty and the wisdom of the Torah. Your clothes did not wear off from on you. Your feet did not become swollen. For 40 years. And you should know in your heart that it is the way that. God, that, that a person will rebuke and will make his son go through difficulty, that is the way that Bore Olam is making you go through difficulty. Meaning, when your son comes to you and says, I want, he's five years old, he says, I want an iPhone. And you say, no, I can't give you an iPhone. You may think, well, you're making him suffer, right? But why are you making him suffer? You're doing it the way a father makes him suffer because you think that an iPhone is not good for a five-year-old. Honestly, I don't think it's good for a 15-year-old either, but that's a whole other Maybe even a 25-year-old is a problem. Anyways, that, that's what you tell them. And, and you're doing it out of love. You're doing it because you want them to improve. So what Moshe is telling B'nai Israel is that all of the difficulty you had in the desert that was done the way a father makes his son suffer it was to help you grow. It wasn't, to, it wasn't to make you suffer. It was done out of love and not out of spite. Right? The same way a father will deny things to his kids in order to help them grow. And all of this, And therefore you should keep the mitzvot of Hashem to go in His way and to fear Him. God is bringing you into the good land. A good land with springs and everything. Eretz Chitao Sorah, land of grain, begefen, There's nothing lacking in the land. 
uh, so what was that last part of the speech? Sorry, Rabbi Moshe, I'm a little bit late. But what, what was the last part of the speech? He was telling him, keep the mitzvot. And, and to be inspired to keep the, the mitzvot, remember your difficulties in the desert. Now all of those difficulties, you, you see that Borei Olam took care of you. You see that he could take care of you. So if you're good with him, and you keep the mitzvot, he will take care of you. Now you're going to come back to me and say, but it wasn't so good, it was difficult. It was difficult to, be, uh, to, to go in the desert. And Moshe's response to that is, yeah, but there was a difficulty of love. It was a difficulty in order to train you to have emunah. But you know, it was the kind of difficulty that modern governments are not willing, or do not have the gall, or do not have the courage to, to, to let the people experience. You know? And that's a difficulty, it's character building. So we did it out of love. And when you go into the land, it's going to get even harder, but you're going to have emunah because we were training you in the... The same, the man only comes once a day and you have to have faith that it will come the next day. In the, whenever you're in your own land, you don't even know if it's going to rain. You may not even get produce. So that takes emunah. So that's the lesson. That, those are the lessons he's dropping. A, a really amazing lesson. Amen, amen. Amen, amen.